0: Now is the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zombie, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story.
1: Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid, Be marginally afraid.
0: It was basically a job making. From what I was descri- what I was told, it's basically a job of assembling. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name, like ironing boards. Really? Basically, yeah. So what that it was it was called a Home Products International. And basically, like, that's what you would do all day.
1: It's like, I know that, yes, there, of course, there must be a factory that puts together ironing boards. I mean, there would have to be, but my, it's like, it's never clicked in my mind that...
0: That would be a
1: thing. That it's actually a thing that you can go to and put together ironing boards. Like, I know there has to be, but my mind is having a hard time... Actually I seeing it.
0: know that's the thing with me is like my first thought when I was told that was like, is that all they do?
1: Like they just like put each other to, ironing boards.
0: There has to be other things. I mean, even at the automotive factory I worked at, is like they made different parts, even though it was essentially all that was related to headlights.
1: And this is just ironing boards.
0: Yeah, which it's like, what would what would that even be? That's so like what would the what would the assembly of that be like?
1: I mean, I guess you just have to like put the screws in and stuff for the legs. I guess. I don't know.
0: It's very weird.
1: It's so puzzling to me. I don't know why. It's like I, I know, I know it would have to exist.
0: It's like okay, feather dusters.
1: Yes, now, exactly. Those,
0: those things exist, but it's like you never think to yourself. Boy, I wonder how they make feather dusters. I don't know what
1: the construction of that's like, like.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm a machine that just like makes the plastic handle and then like, I don't know, maybe you would manually have to put in like a set of, like, I don't know. But still, <laughs> yeah, that is very weird now that I think about it. It's like there's a, there's a factory that makes nothing but iron boards in my town. And then every other factory is automotive related. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what got me. It's like I just thought Indiana was just in, it was just. Automotive factories, like just the automotive, automotive ironing boards. Like, that's just so random and confusing.
0: I know. It's like there's no bottling plant. There's no type of, like, clothing factory. Like, there's nothing that really exists other than those two things, apparently.
1: I think the only plant that I'm aware of in Maryland is you have a Pepsi-Cola bottling plant.
0: We just have a warehouse for that. Like, we get it imported and then...
1: It's actually kind of cool because it's it, it, it the logo on the front of the factory has never been changed since like the seventies, so it's still like the old Pepsi Cola font, all spelled out and everything. Yeah, it's very strange. It's a very clean building. Uh, actually, we do have we actually do manufacture Beretta pistols. We also do that. Huh. So we you, we have you can have Pepsi and then a pistol to kill somebody with.
0: That sounds, about, uh, that sounds really, that sounds really accurate. Yeah. Well, I,
1: guess also, I guess we're Maryland, so we do kind of manufacture crabs.
0: Yeah, and shrimp. and.
1: Yeah. So we we got that. So Maryland's a weird fucking state, the more that I think about it.
0: <laughs> You're just like the random miscellaneous state.
1: We hey, Really? Maryland's fucked up. Like, Maryland is so fucking confusing as a state. Like it, it is it, like it's this weird mutant. Like it used to be the South, but it's not anymore. But there's patches of su- of Southern in Maryland. Like I'm like right on the tip. Like currently I'm in I live in Waldorf, and I'm right on the tip. If like about ten minutes up up the road, all Northern as Northern could be. Ten minutes down the road. You might as well be in Arkansas or Alabama or Mississippi or something.
0: Yeah, see, it's mostly like that for Indiana where it's like – basically think of what you just described for Maryland, but nine like 80 percent of it, a good 80 percent of it is the southern part, but it's surrounding the middle part, which is Indianapolis, which is the northern part. And Indianapolis just just kind of its own thing, where it's like it is a city part, like it is a city, it is a metropolitan city. But every which way you're going to end, like a southern country, it's it's weird.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like how Austin is like in the middle of Texas and it's this weird liberal haven. Yeah. Well, and Maryland's especially weird because I think I've explained this before. Also, welcome to Bolt Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB. Might as well. So Maryland's kind of weird because we have this thing called the DMV. Not the place you go to for licenses and stuff.
0: Not the Department of Motor Vehicles.
1: No. DMV is DC, Maryland, Virginia. It's kind of like this big circular hub. It's because of DC and because of the metros, the DC metro system and stuff. Everything is sort of connected. Like I, like where I live, I live in the DMV. It's a strange thing. So you kind of go over. To-
0: I just want to say, like, that's such a weird statement. <laughs> like I live in the-, the counter.
1: <laughs> so it's like you you go over to the bridge and like you're like the,
0: in. <laughs> the workers just come in. <laughs> you're, they're like a blanket. It's like Mike. You have to get up. It's like five more minutes. Leave me alone. So, uh- Mike, there are people who are waiting. <laughs>
1: It's because of the, it's because of the metro system because we share bodies of water and like weird shit like that. So it's like you go over to the bridge in Virginia, but you're it's like it's weird because it feels like you're still in Maryland because there's all these weird connections to it.
0: It's kind of the same way with Indiana because once you cross over into Kentucky, it still kind of feels like Indiana, even though we're in Louisville immediately crossing the bridge. It's just kind of this weird, like, it's hard to separate the two. Spillover. Yeah.
1: And, and the strange thing about the DMV is, like, it kind of goes away depending on where you are. Like, it, more in Virginia, further away from D.C., it's – the DMV is gone. Same thing. If you get far – like, you get outside the DMV bubble in Maryland, it's it's gone. It's because D.C. fucks everything up because D.C. not state, so.
0: Yeah, I would imagine – so, like, that's always fascinated me how – DC is this thing off to the side when the real Washington is on the other side of the continent. Yeah. Like why what, what what circumstances and events led to that?
1: Well DC is constantly trying to become its own state.
0: It could become its own sovereign nation at this point, I'm sure.
1: That's why there's weird things like parts of Virginia are misinterpreted as DCs. Like the Pentagon is in Virginia. But everyone thinks the Pentagon's in DC, because it's right, like, it's kind of like right, it's near DC. Yeah. And like the, the, our football team, the Washington Redskins, besides being a racist name, plays in Virginia. It's, like, DC has, because of DC's weird spillover from being like a non-place, it collects everything into it. It's like a black hole. The closer you get to DC, everything blends together. (laughs)
0: It's so weird because, like, you imagine New York City and the entire state of New York, you associate more with NYC. Yeah. You don't really associate like, oh, Buffalo, New York. You know, you don't associate. Like, you don't really associate the rest of the state as being a thing that even exists unless you actually live there because everything is so centralized upon New York City, especially considering its boroughs. So there are different aspects of New York as it's it's almost its own state within itself.
1: It really is.
0: And then you have places like Chicago that are the same way or L.A., like basically the tentpole cities of the continent. Like they're just kind of their own thing, even though they're just cities. And I mean, very large cities, but still they're cities. It's like Indianapolis is not really a thing that is – that feels cent- like focused on more so than just it's the middle of Indiana and it's weirdly a city as opposed to just being like a, the rural part of the south that the rest of the uh, state actually is. And
1: I, I have a weird thing where I have two massive metropolitan cities essentially next to each other.
0: Yeah, I I'm, I imagine that is very strange because you have Washington, D.C. and then you have uh, Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. I mean –
1: It's weird, because Baltimore and D.C. don't necessarily have a lot of overlap in city feeling. Baltimore feels very much like Baltimore, and D.C. feels very much like D.C. And even now, since D.C. is more cleaned up than it was a couple years ago, it feels even more different than Baltimore. I showed you once a picture of an aerial view of Baltimore, and
0: It's, it's basically a larger Detroit.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely well. It's not a it's not a third world country yet, but and I, don't get me wrong, I love Baltimore. I prefer D.C., but I do love Baltimore. But it's it's a weird city. It's great, but it's it's. A and weird how far?
0: City. I mean, how far is it from D.C.?
1: Oh God, um, yeah. Oh, tell me, Bing.
0: Answer us, Ultima.
1: Uh, forty miles from Baltimore. Huh. Yeah. So Baltimore. About Yeah, so 40 miles. It's it's not, it's pretty close. I mean, for two big, gigantic cities, that's pretty fucking close.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm about like 50 or 55 miles at least from Indianapolis, and I live in southern Indiana. Yeah,
1: and I've gone from one to the other before. It's not really that big of a drive. Uh, But it's still weird to go from one to the other because it's just the architecture is so different.
0: And do you see, like, from what little of it I saw when I was there? Seems like a much smaller town than you would think it is. Like not in terms of like its width, but more of like there there aren't like a huge there aren't like huge spiraling skyscrapers and everything. Like not really, at at least not in the area I saw.
1: D.C. um, has just older buildings. D.C. just has really old buildings.
0: Yeah, that was pretty apparent because I was um in the area of the train station, and that was. It's pretty much smack dab in the middle of like – it's not very far from Capitol Hill. It's not very far from – uh, I mean I don't know exactly how far it is from the White House. But it was within like pretty much that area you would imagine just kind of in the middle. It felt like it was very centralized in the fact that there were a lot of museums that were close by from what you told me.
1: Fucking shit ton of museums. And new ones are always popping up, but yeah, there's not. Baltimore has the big, like, businessy skyscrapers. DC has DC has a couple, but not not very many. It just has bigger buildings. But DC has just DC like even the parts of DC, it's kind of mutant like, where it's like here's brand new, you know, glass and steel buildings, and then here's old buildings from like the early 1900s and 1800s and
0: Yeah, that's kind of how Indianapolis is, where it's like a like a lot of the center of once again centralized. A lot of the center of the city has the glass buildings and the like more refined architecture. And the what surrounds that is basically smog and bars. Yeah. It's very conf very perplexing and very disorienting when you visit there because like I mean I live in a town that has no skyscrapers whatsoever. I mean, it's a town, not a city. So it's just I'm used to very level areas and very like old buildings, not really all that impressive architecture, just very plain. And then all of a sudden you go to Indianapolis and it's more like, well, here's a taste of what the other side, like the other side of that is. But just a taste, not the full thing. Like I, I haven't really been to many big cities my life so really? i don't really i don't really feel like i have that experience
1: uh, I, I, I i i like going to the city whenever i can i like to live in the city at some point but i am jealous that you you know it's I maybe mean, not the best town but it's a town i've i've always wanted to live in a town of some kind
0: it's weird because i was thinking about this just the other day i've lived in this town for 19 years now so like I mean, I've lived in it since I was five, so basically my collective consciousness, this has always been my home. So I know it pretty well. It's just, I don't know. You get very, you get very bored with it very fast, and you also get to the point where it's like, practically, it doesn't really work on a lot of levels because there's nowhere to really go for like fun or anything. It's just more like, okay, here's where like the stores are, and then there's restaurants, and that's it. And then there's housing complexes.
1: Yeah, the only town I ever lived in was growing up for at least a little while. I lived in the beauty of Camp Springs, Maryland. That was not a place uh, we were allowed to walk around in, other than the neighborhood. And I think if we lived there now, like if I lived there now, at the age I was when back then, I wouldn't be allowed to walk around the neighborhood anymore. Like Somehow that place went to more shit. Like, we had an entire... There was this uh, entire shopping center, uh like mm, five minutes from uh, my house, from my neighborhood, that was completely empty. Like, everything there closed, because anything that opened up there, they would be robbed blind constantly. Wow. So eventually the entire thing was torn down and replaced with storage units, which I always thought was funny. Yeah, you know, that place that's always robbed. Put your shit in it. <laughs> it's
0: such a that's amazing. Decision. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: So strange. It's weird to be back there now because it's this. It's all about the same. Like the Dunkin', like the tiny little Dunkin' Donuts that's now right. That's, that has now the storage units behind it is still there. And I have so many vivid memories of going to that goddamn Dunkin' Donuts. And I just wonder, how are you still here? Cause I remember how often this place was fucking robbed, like weekly. People shot behind the counter. It was just constant. Why are you still open? How have you not been shut down because you're a hazard or something? It's
0: so strange just, like, before I lived in the town that I currently live in, I lived in a place called Crethersville, which was the tiniest of tiny areas in that it didn't even have re- like fast food restaurants. Like they only recently, as of the last five years, got a subway and that's it. And the rest of it's like, it's just trailer parks and like old, like discarded buildings, just places that are, are likely just filled with cobwebs and just all sorts of weird stuff. And then there's just like, a there's one school, which I went to, I, kindergarten year and then a library it's this it's this weird miss like mismatch of strange small town things but on a on a way smaller level than you would ever imagine because it's like it's almost a ghost of a town like every time i drive through it today it's like it's so weird because you look around and it's like so there's just nothing Like, not a thing. Like, this shouldn't even be considered a town. This should be considered a rest stop at most.
1: (laughs) It's weird that when you grow up and you realize all the stuff that was really grand when you were a kid is just a piece of shit. Every time I go back to the old neighborhood, which my grandmother still lives in somehow, here's a creepy thing. So my grandmother um, in her backyard uh, got a sinkhole happened in her backyard. This happened in her yard every once in a while. So the the guy who comes around and, like, you know, uh, cuts her grass and stuff has just been throwing stuff in it, because that's what you do with sinkholes. You just throw shit into it until you can fill it up, like, just tires and crap like that. Yeah. Well, she gets up, and she sees a sink sitting on top of it.
0: <laughs> a, a literal sink on top of a sinkhole. Oh, that's... Yes. That's amazing.
1: So she calls and asks the guy, like, did you put a sink out there? No.
0: So someone literally, like... Hop the fence?
1: Someone, well, it would have had to be multiple people, at least two people, because it was apparently a pretty big goddamn sink.
0: Well, it's a sink, I mean, even the smallest sink is like, you can't just throw that.
1: Yeah, so, multiple people jumped, came over the fence, and dumped a sink in the sinkhole.
0: (laughs) Was it like some sort of artistic statement?
1: I, I think they were just trying to get rid of a fucking sink. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I, I just imagine, like... An artistic
1: some... statement would be awesome, though. Just art.
0: Yeah. This is what we think of a sinkhole. This is what should actually be on the sinkhole. <laughs> I don't know why they're German. I don't know no, why they're German. It,
1: it makes sense that they are German. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's just so creepy to me. Just, just waking up and just strange house equipment is just in your yard because someone... Trespassed and dropped it. It's
0: like Flexo's old old stomping grounds. I I just imagine like it's like what if you know that old like story, like the old children's story of you digging a hole to China. Imagine if a that were true, and b you started finding things that just fell through and upwards.
1: (laughs) That would be fascinating.
0: I like guess this weird fairy tale-like existence where all of a sudden you look outside and there's like half of a car sticking out of your
1: Oh god.
0: <laughs> like part of a skyscraper collapses in Tokyo and it it just all of a sudden you like your neighborhood just shakes.
1: I mean, I'm for that.
0: You suddenly enact Shadowland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Shadowland, but
1: Why Shadowland?
0: I don't know. I just like the idea of
1: that's you racist, see- MB. That is racist.
0: No, 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 Hear me out. Hear me out. You see a skyscraper, and you immediately think, I'm going to lead a clan of ninjas <laughs> to come what? out of it."
1: No, once again, an Asian skyscraper shows up in your yard, and your first thing is, I'm going to lead a clan of ninja.
0: No, no, no. It would be your first thing. It wouldn't be mine. Mine would be to get the hell out of there.
1: No, you're the one who came up with the idea, MB. You're...
0: Based, I mean, based off of your per I would, I, I see you leading a clan of ninjas. That's what this boils down to. Don't make me out to be something I'm not.
1: You don't, you know, ninjas aren't even Chinese, MB.
0: So, I wasn't even like. So, so how am I racist then? It makes, it, it, it makes <laughs> no. It makes no.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep digging that hole to China, man. China man. Hey. Nice.
0: Anyway, back to our, like, real lives, as opposed to this weird tale that I came up with out of nowhere, where things just fall through the ground and up to your grandmother's backyard.
1: I mean, that just makes sense to me. But speaking of creepy things left in the yard somewhere...
0: <laughs> that is an amazing segue. I have to hand it to you.
1: I'm yeah. actually really proud of that one. Can we just marvel at that segue and the fact that <laughs> wasn't planned
0: at all? <laughs> Go on, Marvel at it.
1: Go on, guys. Come on. Give me kudos.
0: Isn't Mike good at what he does?
1: Aren't I? Love me. Okay. Love me.
0: Okay, so I would say that this is kind of an impromptu MB's news desk in a weird way because something happened where both you and I saw it independently of each other and all we could think was pulp nightmare. <laughs> And I just want to, I just want to preface this and say there has been more developments in this story. There has been. There, this is kind of a non story now, but I have a theory. I have a theory and I think Mike is going to back me up on this, that this is actually something that remains a mystery. The actual mystery has been disproven quote unquote. And that was just to lead us off the trail of something far more sinister. Mike, do you want to lead this one?
1: So. In the, um, backward state of North Carolina. Wow, I started off in something. I stand by it, though.
0: Well, no one is from North Carolina, so who cares?
1: I think I have a cousin who lives in North Carolina.
0: Is your, has that cousin ever done anything for you? Well, I, have said, they? I don't know
1: if she listens to this, so I don't know if I want to answer that truthfully.
0: Okay, well, wait. We've gotten to an awkward area, so let's (laughs) move on. But yes, North Carolina.
1: Yeah, North Carolina, the demon state of North Carolina, still better than South Carolina, which we just don't even talk about.
0: Well, there's a particular person who lives in South Carolina that if we say anything bad about that state, we we will get an enraged cry from the heavens. That will then – he will then show up at both of our respective doors at the same time and personally lay a smackdown on us. And then teach us history. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> listen to Blow the Bile, bud, everybody.
0: Yeah. By the way, he won't listen to this, so no. I can say whatever I want about him.
1: Yeah, go off. Go off on a racist tangent against Matt Johnson. I'm scared,
0: too. I'm very scared, too. Somehow I feel like he would feel it in the back of his head if I were insulting him somewhere. And somehow enact revenge.
1: Like from Beyond the Grave?
0: Matt Johnson is the living dead. I am the monster under the bed.
1: <laughs> so, so anyway, in North Carolina, that was a weird tangent. So in North yeah. Carolina,
0: Speaking there, of weird tangent.
1: pictures surfaced in the story of a man in a black shroud entering from the woods into a playground and leaving meat, raw, raw meat. Because and- nightmare has entered the fabric of reality. It's like the Twilight Zone. Like this, ha- like someone looked out their window, saw this happening. The camera panned over, and you and I were there. We didn't Just know looking. a camera was there, so it startled us at first.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was like, oh, 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 hello there.
0: <laughs> There's actually a full crew there. It's like we didn't even notice.
1: And what's weirder is the person inside the house didn't notice either. Yeah. But anyway, the 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 shrouded man has been leaving meat.
0: Boy, was it, was she in for a surprise?
1: Oh. oh, oh. So this 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 interests us for obvious creepy reasons.
0: Most of which being that if you look at the picture, and you can find this very easily, just search Gastonia Police Investigate uh, images of a cloak picture. You will see that the cloak figure that is photographed looks very similar to a movie character we've talked about before, which is what, it's just what, what are you talking about? <laughs> It's just Palpatine. It is just Emperor Palpatine.
1: Come on, kitties, get your meat.
0: I, I don't know if uh, we should be doing this, Master. I mean, this seems like solicitation of of a sort.
1: I like how Vader is just really concerned.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he's a man of principle. We kind know, of
1: ter- you- we kind of turned Palpatine and Vader into like the Marx Brothers. Yeah, which is appropriate.
0: I would say so, but yeah, there's this dude in a cloak who looks like Palpatine, just dropping meat.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. It <laughs> just he dropping does. some meat, man. He's just dropping some meat.
0: He's also leaving over like raw hamburger, so.
1: Which is a waste.
0: Yeah, that's that's just okay. So obviously, this is just weird.
1: Weird, yeah.
0: But. I have some theories.
1: Hit me with your theories, my friend.
0: Okay. First theory I came up with when I saw this was, okay, it wants – the person wants to appear as if he's just some weird stranger who is dropping meat somewhere. But in biblical times or in biblical scripture, I should say, it is said that before the end of the world that – Christ will mark those who will be spared of Armageddon with the blood of cattle.
1: You, I didn't realize you were going to get so deep.
0: Now, what is meat but the but parts of cattle? This is the beginning of the end. This is the desod of our end time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to throw desod in there.
0: Well, I mean, cloaked figure, you know. But I mean, think about it. It's... It's laying meat and then just walking away like there's no intention there to entice anyone with it or entice an animal with it. There's nothing there's nothing really to be gained from that except to drop meat. So there has to be something symbolic about it. I would go with
1: demon summoning, but, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, that is very. Uh, and what would that lead to, Mike? The end of the world.
1: You know, maybe somebody just wants to summon a demon for shits and giggles, not necessarily for the end of the world. I mean, Let me ask you a question. Let me no, no, hold on. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> if I wanted to summon a demon, would I want to end the world?
0: I mean it's you, so you probably wouldn't care either way.
1: Well, while true, I would say my intentions would never to be to end the world. I would just want to summon a demon.
0: Oh yeah, you would you would want to hang out with it. You would just wanna you would just want to cause havoc with the demon.
1: It'd be kind of like the beginning of Hellraiser bloodline where they summon a demon just to have sex with.
0: Yeah, that's actually the most likely thing, is that you would just want a demon chick. You wouldn't even want, like, a dude. Angelique. Or if you wanted a dude, you would want it to shapeshift into a chick. Because, frankly, I don't think you would really care. I mean, at that point, are, are, you really, are you really not desperate at that point if you're going about summoning things? You disgust me, Mike
1: i I walked into that one
0: i don't know where that came from. i apologize but uh i don't i mean i guess there's some sort of possibility to your claim but i'm I'm thinking apocalyptic
1: honestly demon summoning an all apocalypse aside apocalypse aside
0: <laughs> demon summoning an all apocalypse aside that's the that's the keynote. <laughs>
1: Uh, no more pulp nightmare sentences has ever been spoken. Here's here's my thing. Okay, move all, well, not necessarily all sinister connotations from this. Is, you got, okay, you got a, you know, mysterious hooded figure coming out from the woods. You got a playground. You got meat. This sounds like a weird children's story.
0: It does. Meet it
1: sounds- the meat man. Like, it's the whimsical thing, they all run over, and they get their raw meat from the whimsical meat man, and then he leads them into the woods, and then...
0: They're in a horrible, wooden, like, foresty dimension of weird creatures made of meat.
1: Yeah, I guess it still would go pretty dark.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way, like, this would turn out well, or anything. I don't imagine it being whimsical. I imagine it being, like, a uh, Lemony Snicketail, or, or something, like, just... It would end in gothic horror somehow, or – or, on a slightly lighter note, it would somehow lead to Labyrinth.
1: Well, no, because then – because then is the hooded figure Jareth? Uh, because that's rapey, and we're dealing with children, M.B. It's one thing if they're, like, being eaten or something. I, I don't like the idea of bringing Jareth into this. It's just – I mean, sure, it's all Jim Henson whimsical bullshit, but then as soon as fucking David Bowie shows up with a giant crotch just bulging out at an eight-year-old, it ain't fun and games anymore, MB. I don't want that.
0: Well, he wouldn't – I wouldn't say that he would be the hooded figure because he's too vain to wear a hood over his face. I mean, it's it's Jareth, the Goblin King.
1: You know who did wear a hood over his face? Darkness from Legend. He never did any work himself, though, so let's just X that out right now. Though I do like the idea of a hooded Tim Curry coming into a playground and leaving rotten meat. I'm still going with the children's book angle. Like, it's kind of like there's a rhyme to it, you know, come and meet the meat man, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's a Dr. Seuss book, kind of. Yeah. It's like one of those legends (laughs) kids tell around the playground.
0: I, I just imagine, like, the Dr. Seuss cover. Why do you leave meat on the street? And it's just like a whimsical like portrait <laughs> of a hooded figure just shrugging.
1: Why <laughs> do you leave meat on the street? Why, why, why?
0: Like the children are just asking him questions like, why do you leave meat on the street? And he just comes up with various rhyming answers. Like somehow a tiger is involved. I don't know how. It goes into really weird places. That's all Dr. Seuss stories eventually go to.
1: It's true, though. Dr. Seuss' stories you know, go to some strange goddamn places. I'm always kind of convinced Dr. Seuss' stories are just about pedophiles.
0: I mean, that or just forcing people to eat green eggs and, like, really spoiled green eggs and ham. Like, you're just trying to give someone food poisoning. That's the entire point of that story is to, I, I mean, I am is trying to force someone to essentially endanger their own life. For the novelty of eating colored food.
1: Dr. Seuss books are dangerous.
0: I mean, there's a, there's an agent of chaos called the cat in the hat <laughs> who comes and just causes all sorts of trouble just for the sake of it.
1: So that's a mythology of this. Okay. If you put together every Dr. Seuss book in a correct configuration, it gives you an incantation. When you speak the incantation, then M.B. you call the Meat Man.
0: Oh, oh, God! That that is way more sinister than I would have imagined. Like, what what does the Meat Man do?
1: I don't know.
0: Oh, that's even more
1: sinister. That's why that's why I say
0: it's not chewy. It's not just golden brown. It is red in the center and will make you sick.
1: Yeah, why, why raw meat? Like, okay. If he's not trying to summon something, is, which,
0: is he, is he which just? Which we haven't ruled out, by the way. We're just. Uh, of course,
1: we have not. Is is he just trying to give children salmonella?
0: I mean, there are some weird people out there.
1: Mad cow disease.
0: E. coli.
1: So he's just kind of a. He's a Captain Planet villain.
0: Can you not see that though? Like a hooded figure on Captain Planet, just poison like. Gaia summons the Planeteers, and it's like, we have to stop this meat person. And she shows on, like, her big television, which never made any sense, uh, this image of a hooded figure just leaving meat on the ground and polluting the very (laughs) grounds of the Earth. And it summons, like, this meat kaiju that Captain Planet has to take down.
1: But it's a really dark episode where it just cuts to him, and he's just, like, pulling a baby's leg off and eating it. And and Haji's just horrified and runs away screaming.
0: He's never seen again, like they had to get a replacement fifth.
1: No, no. He Haji is is driven to the point of complete madness where he just strangles his little monkey friend to death <laughs> and then just starts eating into him like because the meat man causes madness to any adults who look upon
0: like, I just imagine Wheeler saying, Haji, oh, don't look into his eyes. God.
1: And, they, you know, they call Captain Planet, but he's driven crazy as soon as he looks upon the works of the Meek Man.
0: <laughs> he begins acting like Red Sun Superman.
1: He starts tearing his own skin off and <laughs> pulling out his organs and, <laughs> and shoving it back down his throat. So he like he, they find him dead and he has like his intestines out and he's choked on them
0: and they're all blue just like him exactly he blue. doesn't even really he doesn't even have blood he just kind of has this like green liquid it's weird
1: and that's what happens when you put the doctor seuss books together and you call the meat man
0: the planeteers end up going insane and captain planet dies
1: <laughs> i like the mythology we're creating for the meat man you call the meat man and if you're an adult who looks upon uh, the horrors that he rots You just go insane and begin eating yourself or anything close to you.
0: I love the idea of this being like a more extreme version of Medusa. (laughs) Where it's like, don't look directly at him or else you will go insane. Meanwhile, for children, it's like, it's just, they, they get mild food poisoning.
1: That's more inconvenient than anything else. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like diseased meat. It's just, it's just not good for you. Nah. You just shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Because it's kind of, it comes from supernatural means, so it doesn't really have any kind of earth-born diseases. So it, it's just, you don't, you, you're not really meant to digest that that way. It's, it's not good.
0: And plus, it's on the ground, so
1: yeah, that's just. Then you're eating dirt and you know, dog poop or anything else, and maybe some ants. And sure, that's added protein, but do you really want to eat ants? I don't want to eat ants unless I completely have to. So. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a bad I mean, time for those get, kids you all around. Don't eat
0: ants if you're, if you're forced to. Don't get, don't, don't get anyone wrong. You will totally eat ants if you have to. That has uh, been a possibility that has gone through your mind.
1: Oh, plenty of times. Plenty of times. I'm not even joking. I think we've had this conversation. But yeah, I, I like how he's not necessarily doing anything too ho- – I mean, yes, he does eat babies and shit like that. But like he will eat children alive. Yeah, But the raw meat thing isn't to draw them in or anything. He he just he just more well, likes just, uh, harming the children briefly, and then they go along with their lives.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, think about the whole story that you told earlier with the sink on top of the sinkhole. What if it's just – he's just trying to get rid of it?
1: Like he brought the sink?
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking of that literally, but yeah, I mean he does that, and then he just leaves the meat because it's like – He has nowhere else to put it.
1: Oh, so it's like the meat isn't to like draw or do anything. He's just, he's essentially like a garbage man. Like he's just (laughs) dumping shit that, can I say the image of our supernatural, uh, boogeyman, the meat man, lumbering into someone's yard holding a sink to get rid of it because he doesn't have space to hold it might be the funniest thing I've ever thought of. Gotta drop it somewhere. It's a living.
0: Like he has a horribly disfigured face, like, and then he just drops a sink. He just randomly has a shrink, like he's he's lumbering forward like a zombie, but he has a sink. So it's like a it's like a stark contrast. And he just time to go leave some meat.
1: And he like skips off. He's kind of whimsical, meat man.
0: What if it was just like the this mad hatter type of character where he's just there's no rhyme or reason for anything he's doing he's just irrevocably insane,
1: <laughs> so nothing he does like, really makes any sense, yeah, really taking the menace out of the meat man. <laughs> the adults don't even go mad or anything when they see him. they're just like, ooh, like they would just find him more or less just annoying. Like, can you can you stop dropping your shit in our yard, Meat Man?
0: <laughs> like people would confront him. Like, like, look, I, I don't want to call the authorities, but
1: listen, Meat Man, you, you know I like you.
0: Yeah, you, you, you're you're not you're not a bad dude, but it's like three o'clock in the morning, and like, meanwhile, he's holding a sink, just just growling, like he has this hor- horrific demon face.
1: Can you just – can you – like, last week, the tires took it too far. You know how hard it is to get rid of tires, meat man? Like, the meat stuff, yeah, I just – I throw it in the – I throw it in my trash can, I move on with my day. I can't do that with tires, dude. You, you gotta you, – there, isn't there, like, an interdimensional trash pile you can throw this thing into? Like, I, I don't know what realm of hell you come out of, but – There, there's gotta be fire there. You can burn this shit, Meat Man. Yeah, even the sink. Throw the sink in there. Maybe it will. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Hellfire's burned hot enough to burn a sink. Anything's better than my goddamn yard. That is (laughs) rust all over that fucking sink, and I have kids playing around here. I need them playing around this sink, get rust all over them, and they touch their food, they eat the rust... I, I, I just – I fucking Timmy down the street went to a hospital last week. I don't know if it had anything to do with you. I don't want to accuse you, Meat Man, but it's gone far enough.
0: I love the idea of the Meat Man harassing this one dude.
1: <laughs> you know, when I was 15, I heard about the goddamn Dr. Seuss incantation bullshit. I was curious. I did it. I did not know – 23 goddamn fucking years later, you'd still be coming around my goddamn house and dropping off your shit. (laughs) All right, it was kind of cute and kooky the first dozen or so times. It was kind of a fucking Scooby gang mystery to solve. Guess what? We just found out you're a goddamn douchebag. You are a trash man, a fucking interdimensional hell beast trash man. Fuck you, meat man. (laughs) Fuck you. I have moved eight goddamn times i am sick of it my wife is on the verge of leaving my ass because you have been hawing me for 23 fucking years and it ain't ending i am tired of it you want to go fucking come on let's go put the fucking sink down let's fucking fight well, i do not me... think so you fucking pussy hey go well... back go back to your fucking pits You know what I know? This is fucking bullshit. You are going to be back here next week. I'll be waiting for I will get a goddamn gun this time, Meat Man. I will be done. Brian, go back inside.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, the entire time, the Meat Man is just, like, really confused and doesn't know what to do. So just puts the sink down where he usually puts it and just goes about his business. While being harassed by, like, Tom... Or whatever this dude's name is. I like Tom. Yeah, simple guy. Yeah.
1: So, that, so that, that, that's really the curse of the meat man. Is it's just more like like that, like that playground that was just Tom. Tom lives in his ap- that apartment complex now because his wife I him, and that's just where he has to go now because the meat man has to fucking bother. <laughs> so he's out there. Looks, at, I look out my fucking window. There's the meat man. Next thing I know, I'm all over the fucking national news, all over fucking social media because of this bullshit. I can't even keep a goddamn job because of the meat man. Fucking bullshit.
0: You know, I had this whole thing so, where I was like, first, I I was like, okay, my first theory is he's apocalyptic, but second, I was going to tie him into the metal spiracy and I was going to go out of my way to say, like, it, like he's he's somehow tangentially related to the Walmart prophet and Marilyn Metal B, and he's like the third element of a potential prophecy that has come to light, and then we just go on to this weird thing where he's just dropping sinks in the back of this one dude's yard. He finally gets up the nerve to to confront him after his marriage is falling apart, all <laughs> well, because of an incantation of Doctor Seuss' stories.
1: <laughs> Which you know, he was curious when he was a teenager. He wanted to try it. Nice thing, you know, like. It, it figured out the meat man and then meat man just never goes. He's just fucking dropping his shit off in his yard.
0: And it's just like, it varies every time. Like, sometimes it's meat, sometimes it's a sink, sometimes it's like Cerebus or something like that.
1: And occasionally it's a single banana peel.
0: Yeah, something like harmless. It's just, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no pattern. It just does whatever it does.
1: And fucking Tom has to deal. with it. He has to throw out all the garbage that Meat Man leaves around. And sometimes, you know, his fucking kids get tetanus.
0: And that's the price he has to pay for one thing he did when he was a kid.
1: That is, that is why you have to obey the laws of time and space. I have said this. How many goddamn times have I? How many times have I declared this?
0: Oh, this is like your weekly sermon.
1: Obey the laws of time and space. Do not meddle in the supernatural, M.B.,
0: and especially not when it involves Dr. Seuss.
1: Fuck no. Like, you don't know what kind of weird bu- uh, occult bullshit he was into. It's all over the place.
0: I really don't want to meet the Meat Man. Neither I do really I. don't.
1: Neither do I.
0: It talks about how, you know, he tormented your grandmother for... One weird instance.
1: Eh, he thought Tom lived there.
0: Well, Tom was visiting, because, like, he lives, like, just across the street, and some mail had accidentally been sent to his place, so he was just kindly returning it. And the meat man got wind of this, and dropped a sink in your grandmother's backyard. Do
1: you is, where does the meat man even get all this trash from? Like, is he just that trashy?
0: Uh, you know, what if landfills... All secretly have a portal to hell.
1: I would believe that. Ever been to a landfill? Yeah. So have I. I I believe there's a portal to hell in there.
0: Like, that was a class field trip for some reason.
1: Why? I don't... Hey, kids, you're fucking up the environment.
0: Torture, probably? It smelled horrific.
1: Oh, yeah. Nothing quite smells like a landfill.
0: And we were all, like, 11-year-olds, so it it was really weird.
1: Did you see the meat man?
0: I didn't. But none. But no one said the incantation.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: If we would have, then yeah, probably.
1: And let that be a lesson to all you people folk at home that's listening to this. Don't ever create the Asus configuration from his books and say the incantation to meet the meat man, because ask Tom. That will ruin your fucking life with annoyance. Like That dude cannot catch a break, and that trash is his responsibility. He's probably being kicked out of that apartment complex right now.
0: Well, imagine when Tom immediately grows old and gets into a place where it's like he can't really move around. He can't really get up and take the trash out, much less deal with the meat man's trash. So it just builds up and builds up, and he can't do anything about it. He's old.
1: Yeah, next thing you know, there's a pile of uh, sinks and tires and old uh, coffee filters in his yard just piling up. And then a big pile of raw meat, just huge, just gets in there like the neighborhood wants to kick the old man out. Next thing you know, it attracts a fucking bear. The bear comes for the meat, smells the mutton that Tom is cooking on his goddamn stove. Yeah, clutched in the, the, the door, else? kills Tom. Tom's dead because of the bear. Bear eats Tom. Then next thing you know, bear's in his cave, just minding his own fucking bear business. Then, Tyre is right, right outside the cave, because the meat man is now after the fucking bear, it ate
0: and that Tom. bear. And that bear will go into hibernation, wake up, and find plethora of trash just outside its cave. It will be boxed in, and it won't know what to do, and that is the curse of the meat man.
1: And that bear will die, and the meat man killed that bear. And Tom, technically.
0: I, I really hate the meat man now that I think about it.
1: He's a piece of shit. Like, really, he really is pure evil. He caused the death of a poor old man and a bear. An
0: innocent bear.
1: That bear didn't do anything. That bear was just fucking hungry and ate an old man. I would do the same thing if I was that bear. I'd eat an old man.
0: If you thought it was mutton, you would eat an old man. You wouldn't even have to be a bear.
1: Yeah, I even like mutton. Cannibal. Yeah, yeah, that poor bear. Anyway.
0: All meat men aside.
1: <laughs> All meat men in the apocalypse and demon summoning aside. This has been this episode of Fault Nightmare. I've been Mike. I've been Envy. Have pleasant nightmares.
0: And remember not to meet the meat man. Never, ever, ever. Listen next week to another tale of a
1: strange and terrifying. This meeting will come to order. The Legion of Pulp is now in session. In a moment, iTunes.
0: Yes, Quizmotron. I was wondering, Emperor Palpatine, if I could perhaps. Box Office Pulp thinks we need a few items to pawn on the black market. Box Office Pulp guy, you have
1: a podcast dedicated to movie analysis. Pinhead, your pleasure puzzles are deadly. Isaac, you've you've got gone
0: gone. What more do you need?
1: Almost oh, a
0: nuclear warhead. What? All other supervillains have them. With a nuclear warhead, I shall leave all of the podcasts to tear themselves apart with paranoia. Box his pulp wants a magic lasso to hang himself with. Can I get a ship in a bottle, kit?
1: I demand more corn. To make my own ship in a
0: bottle. Oh, enough of this.
1: The hell do I look like Santa Claus? We're wasting valuable time right now. My Pope drones are rewriting Apple's code to make our podcast number one
0: on iTunes. Excuse me, Emperor. Quizmotron, what is it? All Quizmotron wants is pants, a decent pair of pants.
1: Darth Vader wants pants, too.
0: Order! 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 The planet. Planet. It's
1: it is insignificant. supposed to be this this complicated. Complicated. Tune in next week elaborate. at I hopepodcastnetwork.wordpress.com I don't even know how I deal with any of you on a daily basis.